Welcome to the Swatch of Horrors podcast. I'm your host, Memes, and I used to be a makeup artist, but I'm not anymore. But that's okay, because I still love beauty, and I still have some stories to tell. Not just any stories. If you're new, this is a podcast dedicated to beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. If you want to be a guest on this show or you want me to read one of your beauty horror stories that you've experienced on the job, send me an email at swatchofhorrors at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at swatchofhorrors. You can DM me there. But if you're taking a social media break because the whole thing can be just super draining and exhausting and just crushes your soul and makes you feel hopeless, email me instead. This is episode eight. We are eight episodes deep into this. Thank you for being here. If you find this podcast entertaining, helpful, funny, or just you just like hearing me in the background while you're doing your work, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That will help the podcast grow. I would really appreciate that. I'm going to say one thing here. I know you've heard it. You've seen it. It's probably super annoying right now, but you know what? Make sure you're registered to vote. Check your voter registration. Do the damn thing. Just do it. Disclaimer for this episode. This episode is not intended for medical diagnosis or treatment. These are fully my opinions and my experiences. For medical advice and questions, please see your own medical professional. Thank you. Swatch of Horrors. I'm looking for a nude or pink or red Big events happening today. I know you've heard it. I know you're seeing it everywhere. I know everyone's talking about it. I'm not really sure how to even just approach the subject because I feel like we constantly keep seeing the disregard for Black lives. And my my heart just goes out to Brianna Taylor's family, her friends, you go online and you see these pictures of people reacting to the news today and her our black family is tired. I'm of Vietnamese and Mexican descent, you know, I don't I will never know what it's like to be black, especially black in America. If I'm tired, imagine how black Americans feel. Like I I just feel so exhausted just the disregard for black human lives and just the I, I honestly I'm just at a loss for words no one was charged for Brianna Taylor's murder no one was charged pretty much the concern was for her neighbors and the wall of her neighbor's apartments which I understand is putting people's lives in danger. Let's not ignore that. But the fact that they completely just disregarded 
the murder of Brianna Taylor is just like, okay, well then, then who was responsible for that then? Just bullets decide to fly on their own? It just, it just makes no sense. You know, it's like we sign the petitions, we, we, you know, we've, we've all seen the retweets, the hashtags, the posting on Instagram, the protests. It's, it's like people start to feel hopeless. I'm like, what else can we do? I don't have all of the answers, but again, I'm just going to remind you, make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you study and figure out who you're voting for, what props you're voting for. Talk to your friends, your family, your neighbors, you know, obviously at a safe distance. Have a dialogue about voting. Get some outside perspective. Get some perspective from each other. Balance, bounce thoughts off of each other and come to your own conclusion of what you're going to vote for. We can start there. And if you're going to protest, please be safe. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Try to keep your distance. Be smart. Don't do all this performative Instagram picture shit of posting your your protest photos online. Whatever. If you do, fine. Okay. But don't do it for the likes. That's all I'm saying. And even then, uh, just be careful because once you put it out there, you never know how that can be used against you. Some people, especially like the younger people, are so are so used to sharing everything that they don't realize that you can share too much. So just be careful. Be safe. Wear your masks. Keep your distance. Be smart. Know your rights. Be peaceful. Don't be violent. Don't hurt other people. You know, and just have a little faith and just don't give up. I know it's easy to feel so defeated right now, but just keep the activism alive because the more you speak up, the harder it is to be ignored. Welcome back to another episode of Swatch of Horrors. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate all of you. Thank you for your support. You all keep me going, trying to create some content for you. So yeah, thank you for tuning in as always. I started jogging again this week. I took maybe two weeks off because the air quality was just so bad. So I started doing that again and I'm pretty excited about that. I'm getting back into cooking a lot more. I've been really on and off with it during this whole quarantine but I'm starting to get excited about cooking again. Like today I made homemade pizza and I did the dough for the very first time and it turned out okay. I think one of them I made really thick and it was like super jumbo deep dish. It was like literally like pizza cake. So I didn't, I didn't realize that I used like way too much dough for that particular pan. So lesson learned. So kind of had some pizza cake and uh, luckily I made a few different ones of different sizes so I was able to make some with thinner crusts so that worked out that worked out a lot better and let me tell you I think kneading dough is kind of a stress reliever you're like really putting all your energy into this dough and it was kind of like a big giant stress reliever ball so that was kind of nice here I am talking about food again okay I think I went like one or two episodes without talking about food I think I missed talking about it the last episode. So I know it's not a food podcast, but you know what? I like food. That's who I am. So today I'm going to tell you about the horrors of chronic pain. Physical chronic pain. 
And throughout this horror story of my many ailments while working as a makeup artist, I'm going to pepper some advice throughout uh, for the makeup artists or for any beauty professional to give you some tips on how to either prevent some of these ailments or how to work on alleviating them or making sure you have what you need so that you're not in pain. And I want to use this episode to really bring awareness because no matter how young you are, I'm in my early 30s now, but when I was a makeup artist, I was in my like early to late 20s. And I've had arthritis in my knees for probably since I was in my early 20s. And, you know, if you were to look at me and see me, you wouldn't think that I would have arthritis. And I want people to really understand that you don't have to be 80. You don't have to be 90 to have arthritis. You can have it at a young age. I'm not a doctor or anything, but from my understanding, it's just really the composition of my legs and my knees, just the way that they're naturally built and structured caused a lot of friction and that in turn had caused a lot of arthritis. A lot of this could have been fixed with physical therapy or prevented, I guess, with physical therapy early on in my life when I first noticed these problems. But when I first noticed my knee problems, it was around the recession time and I didn't have insurance. And I was like in and out of jobs just because it was a really hard financial time for everyone. So getting treatment really was kind of out of the, wasn't in the cards for me at that time. I just didn't have the resources or the means at that time. I was like super young too. So I've had arthritis my whole career as a makeup artist in my knees. With this episode, I'm not here to tell you my aches and pains. Boo-hoo me. It's not a sob story. It is not a, hey, I'm a victim. Feel sorry for me. Please don't pity me. I'm not looking for that. I truly just want to bring awareness to if you're a client, then this gives you an inside look as at what makeup artists, not every makeup artist, but some artists deal with their personal struggles while trying to sell on the sales floor, while trying to do your makeup, while trying to make you feel beautiful when they're literally like hurting inside. And sometimes that's the case. I've known quite a few artists who have had their fair share of problems, whether it be their back, their shoulders, their arms, their hands. And being a makeup artist is very, very strenuous on the body, whether you think so or not. I think it was in episode five, I think I had a nail tech as a guest. And she even said that, you know, uh, being an artist, we do use our bodies very differently, Uh, especially anything with repetitive motion that puts you at high risk for developing injuries. So if you think about it, somebody who types on a computer all day, You may be prone to more back problems, more neck problems, and especially like carpal tunnel, which is a condition in your hands or wrist, because you're constantly typing and you're in that position like all day, every day. Same thing with uh, being a makeup artist. Again, not everybody has these physical ailments, but I did. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that experience. So number one, I had arthritis in my knees the whole time being a makeup artist. Two, something to think about. Having to wear stylish shoes, a lot of times um, makeup artists were required to look trendy, look very stylish. Um, I don't think I know any brand that allowed you to wear sneakers or tennis shoes or any kind of comfort shoes. 
So that in itself can cause problems. For me, another ailment that I had related to plantar fasciitis, which causes pain kind of like at the heel of your feet. With each step, your heel may hurt. Your heels may hurt. Um, So that is another thing that I had to deal with. Um, Also, like the joint in my big toe on one of them. And I'm telling you, this was like I was in like my 20s. So chronic pain does not discriminate. Let me tell you, I'm someone who has been pretty active throughout my life. Uh, Obviously, I've I have gone through phases where I wasn't so active, but definitely wasn't a stranger to being active. So definitely moved around a lot. And I just maybe that's just the cards I was dealt with. Maybe that's just the way my body was built that made me prone to some of these ailments. And also, like I'd mentioned, just repetitive motion, repetitive habits. So if constantly I was wearing these unsupported shoes, these flats or sometimes heels, which I hardly wore on the sales floor, but your arch, the arches of your feet really don't have support if you're wearing these crappy shoes. And if you're wearing them all day and you're on a hard floor majority of the time, you're likely to get some problems. So I had plantar fasciitis at one point. I had... Um, the joint in my big toe was getting kind of weird. I had to go to to a podiatrist, which is like a foot doctor. I ended up getting a cortisone shot in my heel because the pain was so bad. I remember like limping one time at the end of my shift and I was like, this is awful. Like I need to go see someone. So he gave me a cortisone shot, which was like intense in your heel. And I just remember the doctor, he got like a, what is that called? An ultrasound, I guess it does. It was, he puts the ultrasound thingy like to the heel of your foot so he can see where the needle is going to go in. And it's just so gross and scary and horrible, but it helped. Uh, He gave me some stretches to do. So that helps me a lot. And he also gave me some inserts to put into my shoes. That helped a lot for a while. My advice to you as an artist, if you're dealing with any sort of pain Don't wait till it gets really bad. Just if it's about like, and I'm not a doctor, so do not rely on my advice. But I would say if it just goes on for far too long, go see a doctor. Or if it's just, you know, whether it's you go see a doctor immediately or after some time, just don't wait too long. Because oftentimes you can probably prevent things from getting worse by seeing a doctor by strengthening your muscles, by doing some stretches that the doctor or healthcare professional can provide. So just don't wait on getting yourself checked out. I understand not everybody has insurance, not everyone has resources, but I think if you do some research, you may find some places that are either discounted or maybe you can reach out to a family member for help. But check out, Google some resources in your area to see if there's help with medical attention. Um, I would call ahead to the office, too, and just ask them what their policies are for payments or if there's like a payment plan they can work out with you. Uh, I'm sure some offices can do that. But definitely try to get yourself checked out if you're experiencing pain. My foot stuff kind of got better. Um, The big toe is still kind of weird. 
So after months and months later, I had to go back to the podiatrist and I said, you know what, these inserts you gave me, they kind of worked, but still not, my pain is still there. So that's what I did. Made sure that, you know, if my pain was still there, I went back to the doctor. Okay, great. So because I was fortunate enough to have insurance, I was able to get orthotics made, which are customizable for your feet. Uh, So the doctor will take a mold of your foot and create these inserts that are specially designed for you so that your feet are properly supported. And I was able to put these orthotics into just about most of my shoes that I've owned and they have helped tremendously. So again, I recognize like having insurance is such a blessing and a privilege. Um, If you are working for a place that does provide that insurance coverage, I recommend totally get inserts if you can. Orthotics. Uh, Another suggestion I would say if maybe some of those options aren't for you or I would highly, highly recommend this is for, you know, anyone who has to stand for a long period of time. So maybe hairstylists, this may be a really good suggestion for you too. Get like an anti-fatigue mat or flooring. And if it's not your business, let's say you work at a department store, talk to your manager, talk to your store manager, department manager, try to get a note, especially from your doctor that asks for a mat because they should be able to provide you with that to make your job easier. Now, every state is different, but get a doctor's note, ask for like a fatigue mat or anti-fatigue mat, I think. But yeah, anything that can give your feet cushion and support, definitely worth the investment. Another fun ailment, and mind you, I don't think I've had all of these all at once. Maybe a few injuries I did have at once. Uh, Another ailment that I did have, technically, I mean, what, okay, was my shoulder or my shoulder blade or scapula area? I'm right-handed and I worked for a makeup line for many years that required us to do like sometimes back-to-back appointments on the weekends. So my right arm was constantly in the air, working that brush, beating faces, and like I mentioned, repetitive motions tend to result in injury or stress to the body, especially if your body is just not equipped or prepared or strengthened to handle some of these repetitive motions, you're going to probably run into some problems or some muscular imbalances. Again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, but I'm just speaking from my experience. So one day I was hiking And the hike required me to scramble over some rocks and boulders. So I was climbing over a few boulders and I reached up with my right arm and I was pulling myself up. And then I remember feeling this like pain in the back of my shoulder, my scapula area, and it hurt. Like, okay, well, I think I'm done not climbing anymore. That kicked off just like a whole series of inflammation excruciating pain while doing makeup for clients. I had gone to a chiropractor for many months for this injury. I'm not knocking chiropractors at all, but I think that was probably my number one mistake was sticking with this professional for so long because it was kind of helping, but it wasn't quite the treatment that I needed to really help me recover. So I saw a chiropractor for a few weeks. I even was getting um, 
massage therapy from a massage therapist and she would work on me and um, it really kind of helped bring some of that inflammation down and probably I imagine break up some scar tissue from the pulled muscle or whatever that was going on but it wasn't quite healing it wasn't quite better I was still experiencing a lot of pain while doing makeup applications I told myself look at this isn't working again back to my point if something is not working for you if you are still in pain after seeing your doctor a few times or going to get treatments wherever you're getting treated a few times if you're still experiencing pain I highly recommend look for another option either a second opinion go to another doctor or just seek out some alternative type of therapy that you're not doing yet so for me that next step was to go see a physical therapist the chiropractor will kind of like snap you and like move your bones around and manipulate your joints and stuff like that but from what I've experienced that doesn't help strengthen your muscles it's just it's, it's just kind of like a temporary fix in my experience okay for me to get actual treatment that was helping me I saw results when I went to see a physical therapist so I went to see her and she gave me some exercises specifically for my shoulder or my scapula area. And within a few sessions, I was feeling so much better. Like the inflammation was going down. And let me tell you, when I was doing these makeup applications on clients, my whole like back, shoulder and neck, my shoulder blade felt like it was on fire by the end of the day. I would come home and like I would have frozen vegetables on my neck, my back, like an ice pack, whatever I could after every shift. And it was just awful. Okay. It was not good. And a lot of times, sometimes you need to do makeup applications in order to sell your product. So that was definitely affecting my sales. The kind of nice part about it was that I started turning down some makeup applications and I started setting a boundary for myself. Luckily, no one really came to question me about it. I told myself that I would only do like two makeup applications per shift, maybe three, but I think two is like my max or else uh, the more I would have my arm up, the more my shoulder would just be completely like just jacked. The more I had my arm up doing makeup applications, the worse it would feel. So it was kind of funny because people would come up to the counter and be like, oh, are you available for makeup application? Like, I want to get my makeup done. I'm like, no, sorry. And then I'd just be standing there and having all this free time and I'm sure they would probably be like, what the fuck? Like, why are you not doing my makeup? But I would make up some sort of excuse like, oh, I'm clocking out soon or I have an appointment coming. Oh, that's what I would do. I would say, oh, I have an appointment coming in right now or I'm about to clock out. I think if they really got into it, I, I'd tell them that like I'd have a doctor's note that says I, I can't really use my arm that much right now. So I set my own boundary and I was like, you know, I'm not. it's not worth me destroying my body over back to the physical therapy uh once I had a few sessions with my therapist she was great she helped me through it she strength helped me strengthen the proper muscles and from my knowledge of many injuries that I've had when you pull a muscle that muscle will heal over and it will heal over kind of like incorrectly like the the threads of the muscle will kind of be very tangled up looking 
and you know, don't quote me on this. I'm just paraphrasing what I know. That I think is usually called scar tissue or just the way that the muscle heals. It's just a crappy way and it's weak. So the actual massages will help kind of break up that scar tissue or the way that the muscle has healed over incorrectly and encourage your muscles to grow back correctly. But then you also need to strengthen after you've torn a muscle or hurt yourself, you need to work on the strengthening part. And of course, like I said, you need to work with a medical professional if you're injured because you definitely don't want to try to rehab yourself and then you're making it worse. There are different levels and stages of rehabbing your muscles, especially if you're freshly injured. You want to start off super slow and I totally recommend seeing somebody to help you with that. Yeah, that shoulder injury was really brutal. And um, I think my doctor was saying that even though I heard it while hiking, climbing over that rock during that hike was kind of the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. Because of the repetition that I was doing in my job and then the muscle weakness and just the muscle imbalances, like it was just bound to happen. Another piece of advice I would have for you artists, look into strength training, look into like prehab, I guess it's called P-R-E, like prehab before you need to rehab. Um, Google some YouTube videos, some strength training videos, and make sure your body is just strong. Obviously start really slow, consult with your doctor or fitness professional. I also remembered too during this time of the shoulder injury, whenever I had a makeup brush in my hand, after a few minutes, my fingers and my wrist would go numb. And I think that was just part of the carpal tunnel too that set in from repetitive motion. So stretch out your wrists too. Bottom line, if something's wrong with your body, try to see a medical professional. Don't wait till it gets worse. So to sum up all the tips, we have that last tip that I just gave you. See if there's any notes that your doctor can write for you, whether it's, hey, uh, this person needs anti-fatigue mat for standing all day, or this person needs to cut down on the amount of makeup applications that they're doing or whatever it is to help back you up so that your employer is understanding or hopefully they're understanding of your needs and why you're not able to do certain things in your job. And maybe they can reallocate you and give you something else to do that's not going to cause you pain. So just to recap, the other tip, if you are getting treatment and you're not getting better after a few weeks, speak up. Don't be afraid to let your healthcare professional know. And if you need to, I would just go and get a second opinion or seek out a different type of treatment. So if what you're currently doing over and over and over again is not helping you, that probably means you need to try something else. Recap. I don't know. I, for, I lost count. Three or four. Set a boundary for yourself. If doing a ton of makeup applications is hurting you, if doing a ton of something in your job that's hurting you, dial it down. Cut it back if you can because it's really just not worth the pain in your body and the damage that you're doing to your body because it can be very either permanent or really chronic and long-lasting. I know some people don't have this option to cut back on maybe clients but if you're in a retail setting, you might have more leeway and there may be more leeway for accommodations for you. So keep that in mind. Another recap, if you have the means and if you have the insurance, see what your insurance will cover that's going to help you 
feel better and deal with your ailments. So if, if that means looking in, hey, do I have coverage for getting orthotics made? I highly recommend those because especially if you're on your feet all day, it's going to be like one of the best investments you can make for yourself. And even if you do have insurance, which I know sometimes you still have to pay a lot out of pocket with insurance for some insurance companies and some policies, talk with your healthcare professionals. See if they'll work out a payment plan with you. Don't be afraid to ask them or rearrange something payments, but just do your best to take care of yourself. I hope this episode was informative for those of you who are beauty professionals and you're dealing with chronic pain Or even if you're not a beauty professional and you deal with chronic pain in general, hopefully some of these tips can translate over to your situation. And if you're a client, I hope that after hearing this, you have more compassion for beauty professionals and realize that sometimes, you know, it is a hard job on your body. And maybe if your makeup artist or hairstylist just isn't really smiling enough that day, maybe they're in pain. Who knows? The beauty industry is not always glamorous, let me tell you, especially the toll it takes on the human body. Now for my COVID catch-up. If you're having a hard time dealing with this whole pandemic situation, which I totally am, um, I want this to be a space where I talk a little bit about how I'm coping with the pandemic and offer some advice to you. Hopefully it's of value to you, those of you who are listening, and just to make you feel like you're not alone in experiencing these feelings. So it was about a week ago or so, I literally was just, there was one day, I was just depressed. There's no other word for it. Everything was just making me so emotional. I get so emotional, baby, every time. Um... Not like Whitney Houston, so emotional, but like bad emotion. Like everything was making me sad in some way. And I haven't felt like that in a really long time. And I spoke up about it. I cried a lot. (laughs) And I started asking myself, why? Okay, why do you feel this way? And I named I started to create like an internal dialogue with myself and answering every single why. So, okay, I feel this way because one, I miss everyone. I miss my family. I miss seeing people. I miss being able to hug my mom, my grandparents. Like I don't get to do any of that. So my advice for this week is, again, ask yourself why invite those bad feelings in like okay it's okay that you're feeling depressed don't try to fight it off because the more you push it away the bigger it gets so invite it in say hey okay I'm sad I'm depressed I get it acknowledge it once you acknowledge it and you realize where it's coming from and why start creating an action plan so something as simple as call somebody call your friend call your mom are you communicating with people on a regular basis not just text messages but are you actually getting on the phone I know a lot of the younger generation doesn't really like talking on the phone you know I'm in my early 30s as I mentioned and I grew up on the phone that that's just my generation was very hey I'm gonna call you let me call you after school very phone-centric conversational phone call culture, I guess you can say. If that's not your thing, just 
give it a try. Call your mom, call your dad, call somebody you miss, and even take it a step further. Like schedule a video conference with them, a FaceTime, a whatever you use to do video chat. Uh, low risk does not mean no risk. So just putting it out there, I'm not telling you to go visit people. And if you're really feeling isolated, definitely assess the risks, look at the facts, look at the research, be smart about it, look at the CDC and WHO recommendations and your local government guidelines, I guess you could say, and restrictions, um, and decide if you want to see someone in person. I'm not telling you to go see someone in person um, at all, but if that's what you need to do, be super smart about it. Um, like for me, that would look like maybe see somebody in their front yard at a super safe distance. For me, that's like more than six feet and both have masks on. Like to me, I'm comfortable with that. That doesn't mean there's zero risk, but to me, from what I've learned, it's very low risk. And that's what I'm comfortable with, you know, only spending a few minutes maybe talking to somebody outside in those conditions. So maybe try doing something that allows you to see somebody physically. Um, maybe you see somebody in front of their house and they stay in the window with the windows closed and you guys talk on the cell phone and you guys can see each other through the window. Maybe you do something like that to help you too. Um, now I know everybody's taking their own precautions and at their own levels and their own comfort levels and sometimes people may feel like it's extreme but for me I believe better safe than sorry and I'm okay with some of these precautions I would rather do that than not see someone at all just keep in mind low risk does not mean no risk I want to know what's been working for you and how you've been coping with the pandemic so go to my Instagram at swatch of horrors and leave me a comment on one of the pictures for this episode and tell me what you've been doing to help cope because I really love hearing what people are doing to help through this time and I definitely can also apply it to myself too so definitely want to hear what you're doing that's my advice to you for the COVID catch-up This has been another episode of the Swatch of Horrors podcast Swatch where I discuss beauty horror horrors. stories in the beauty industry. If you liked this episode and you found it entertaining or you've learned something new, give the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And I just said podcast like 20 times. I would really appreciate it if you can leave me a review, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Let's be, let's be, let's be.